Congress has another catfight on its hands. Wikipedia is proving that it's not a real resource for information. And we haven't done this in a while. Cancel. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. All right, so here we are. Happy Tuesday. Uh, here's some quick news stories that are out. Uh, I don't. The reason I do these quick news stories is because I really just don't care, but they're kind of important. Uh, well, they're not really that important, but Jack Dorsey, the co-founder of Twitter, is finally stepping down. Uh, I'm a little surprised. It's unclear whether he's stepping down or being forced out. The latter is more likely simply because he has managed to F things up in Twitter quite a bit. Uh, of course, it's weird to watch the stock market with Twitter. Apparently, when he left, it went straight down, and then when they added uh, the added the new CEO, it went the stock went straight up. So there's there's a little confusion as to why this is happening. So uh, Parang Agrawal, I'm, I think that's how you pronounce it. He's Indian. Uh, is going to be he's the he was the chief technology officer he will be starting as the CEO immediately uh, Jack Dorsey will stay on the board of Twitter for a few months until the transition is complete now the big question is are we going to see any changes in Twitter does that mean Twitter is finally going to be a free speech platform like Jack Dorsey said it was supposed to be uh, no, I don't think so at all. As a matter of fact, I think it's probably going to get worse. Argrawal has said that free speech should not be something Twitter is pushing. They should be actually concentrating on on controlling speech in there and making sure they know what they're doing. So ex- expect more uh, expect more conservatives getting kicked off. Um. Just today, Twitter has announced that they are going to be tightening uh, some of their rules to limit uh, limit what a Twitter user can do on Twitter, and they do this based on privacy. A lot of it looks like it is for privacy, but we'll have to see how that's going to work out. I just don't think it's going to make any difference if you're a conservative on Twitter. As a matter of fact, I think it's probably it's probably going to get worse. Um, second piece of news, quick news, actor Matthew McConaughey has decided Sunday that he's not going to run for governor. Um, that's good because he would have probably gotten his ass kicked and his popularity in movies as an actor probably would have gone down. So he just, he just said, skip it. Uh, he is a leftist. He he's a big Beto O'Rourke supporter. He's also a big a big supporter of getting rid of the Second Amendment and uh, getting rid of guns. So that's one of the reasons why he likes one of the reasons why he likes Beto O'Rourke. That would not have served him well in <laughs> running for governor in Texas. Uh, he's a good actor, though. I like the way he acts. I just think he should keep doing that and not get into the whole politics thing. It's not going to do well. Well, they have 10 months. In 10 months, Democrats have already kicked off a bunch of Republicans from committee. They did it with um, 
They did it with Green, Marjorie Taylor Green. They did it just last week with Paul Gozar. Now they've got their sights on somebody else, Lauren Boebert. Just a little reminder. Paul Gozar last week got censured, which means he got kicked off his committees. And Lauren Boebert, I played a video on uh, that's on Rumble. You should actually go take a look. Go to Rumble, type in Dumbasses Talking Politics, and, and look at the video I put up last week. Uh, she went off on what she called the Jihad Squad. It was an outstanding showing. It raised her visibility. And I said this is exactly what Republicans need to do. Well, she effed that up, I can tell you. So, she had a rally uh, this weekend, and she was at, looks like she was at a Western bar. It was a, some sort of rally, a little rally thing. Maybe, maybe it was just fundraising. I don't know what it was. But she made a joke about Ilhan Omar. So, listen to the joke. Actually, I have an Ilhan story for you. So, <laughs> so uh, the other night on the House floor was not the, my first Jihad Squad moment. Uh, so, I was getting into an elevator with one of my staffers. And he and I are we're leaving the Capitol, we're going back to my office, and we get in the elevator, and I see a Capitol Police officer running hurriedly to the elevator. I see fret all over his face. And he's reaching, and I'm like, what? I can't, the door's shutting. Like, I can't, I can't open it. Like, what's happening? I look to my left, and there she is, Ilhan Omar. Oops. And I said, well, she doesn't have a backpack. We should be fine. <laughs> okay, couple things. First off, she's a very attractive woman. She's actually got a... She looks great in black jeans. I don't, I hate it when women wear high heels with black jeans, but with jeans, but she's a very good looking woman. And the joke, it was kind of funny. I, I don't think it was a terrible joke, but it was a joke. You could tell. Omar got upset about this whole thing and began throwing a fit on Twitter when this got posted on Twitter. Uh, then Bobart made the biggest mistake in the world. And I don't understand why Republicans do this. Okay? If you're going to make a joke about somebody else, don't apologize. If you're going to apologize, don't make the joke. Because there is no possible way that this woman did not know, Bobert, did not know this was going to come back. She should have just made the joke. I didn't think anything of the joke. But if you're going to make that joke, that's fine. But just be prepared for the kickback and don't apologize. That's exactly what she did. She just lost like 10. She lost 10 points with me when she decided to apologize over this joke. Now, let's let's get something clear. If anyone deserves to be made a joke of, it's Ilhan Omar. She deserves it. She is, as far as I'm concerned, she is worse than AOC or any of the squad. Even Rashida Talib is close, but she is the worst of the squad. Now, let's go over a little bit of Ilhan Omar's history, all right? She dismissed the 9-11 terrorist attacks as some people did some things. She wrote a letter to a court that was prosecuting several men 
from that were joining ISIS. And she said they shouldn't be prosecuted because they're poor and they're black and it's racism and crap like that. She dismissed the danger of Al-Qaeda in an interview. During an interview. She's a rabid anti-Semite. She married her brother to get him into the country, which, by the way, is illegal and no one's decided to look this up. She married her second husband without divorcing her brother. This led to tax issues that apparently never was investigated. She had an affair with a campaign staffer, lied about it, then divorced her second husband, not her brother husband, but the second husband, then married the staffer. She then... She then... Well, now she's theoretically being investigated for donating or giving a couple of million dollars of campaign funds to the company of her current husband. Does this sound like a woman who is morally or ethically uh, compromised? There's enough to joke about Ilhan Omar. There is just no... She has enough sympathies for terrorists that the joke that Lauren Babbitt uh, Brobert made is actually true. That's what makes the joke kind of funny. I, I didn't laugh at it, but that's what makes the joke kind of funny is because it probably is a little bit true. Anyway, Bro Bobert calls Ilhan Omar to personally apologize to her, and Omar demands that the, the apology be public. Of course she does, because she wants to make Bobert admit in public that she has uh, made a mistake, that she is immoral, because that's exactly what she, she did. She said, that, oh, this is immoral, this is racist, blah, blah. They always, it's always the same thing. Bobert said no, and then she hung up, uh, Ilhan Omar hung up the phone. So nothing got accomplished by that that uh, nothing got accomplished by that phone call. Ilhan Omar then decided to write this out. Today, I graciously accepted a call from Representative Lauren Brobert. She graciously accepted it. You, why didn't you just answer the phone? In hope of receiving a direct apology for falsely claiming she met me in an elevator, suggesting I was a terrorist and for the history of anti and for a history of anti-Muslim hate. There's nothing hateful or anti-Muslim about that. She was making fun of Ilhan Omar. Instead of apologizing for Islamophobic comments, which weren't Islamophobic, and fabricated lies, talk about overdoing it, Representative Robert refused to publicly acknowledge her hurtful and dangerous comments. She insisted, instead, doubled down on her rhetoric and decided to end the un and I decided to end the unproductive phone call because because Robert wasn't going to do what she wanted her to do. This it, it, it's this type of blackmail is just disgusting. All I have to do is call her a racist, call her an Islamophobe, and all this stuff, and we're supposed to jump. Robert shouldn't have even apologized for what she said. But I'll give her a bit of credit. At least she said, hey, I'm not going to, no, we're not. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. 
Okay, so continuing with this statement, I believe in engaging with those who disagree with respectfully, but not when the disagreement is rooted in outright bigotry and hate. No, she doesn't. She does not believe in engaging with anybody, honestly or respectfully. To date, the Republican Party leadership has done nothing to condemn and hold their own members accountable for repeated instances of anti-Muslim hate and harassment. Really? Hate and harassment. This is not about one hateful statement or one politician. It's about a party that has mainstream bigotry and hatred. By the way, didn't she just say, I believe in engaging with those we disagree with respectfully? Uh, you're just called the opposite party. Hateful, bigots, they're hateful, they're bigots, they're anti-Muslim. Uh, it, uh, it is time for Republican leader McCarthy to actually hold the party accountable. Okay, get over yourself. It was a joke. It was a joke. But this, but more important things are going to happen here. They're going to try and censure Boebert just like they censured Gozar. And they're going to succeed. They're going to pull her from all her committees. That's what they want. Dems want to strip Republicans of all power. You know it because she will be the third Republican removed from her committees this year. I hope Kevin McCarthy has balls. I tell you what, because he's going to be the Speaker of the House next year. In 2023, January 2023. I hope he does the same thing that the Democrats are doing now. And he's already said he's going to. I hope he gets rid of Maxine Waters from her committees. I hope he gets rid of Eric Swalwell from his committees. I hope he gets rid of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, Cory Bush, Ayanna Presley, and of course Ilhan Omar from their committees. They trust me, they've said enough to show that they do not belong in committees. Heck, Ilhan Omar made an anti-Semitic statement that was so bad, even Nancy Pelosi had to somehow come up with something that condemned what she said. She didn't. She came up with some gobbledygook crap about everybody should stop being racist. She never really condemned her. Listen, McCarthy is going to gain between 40 and 50 seats next year. It's going to be a blowout next year. And the Senate, yeah, that's going to be a blowout too. I hope he's got the guts to sit there and stand by what he said when go during the Gozar, uh, during the Gozar again. If you go to if you go to Rumble, and you I've actually have his his information. I have his speech there. I hope he does exactly what he said he was going to do. All right, so changing history again. It looks like uh, this is kind of an amazing story because it's so obvious that the left wants to erase and change history. And they want the evils of history to be completely wiped off the face of the earth. According to the Telegraph, I you this has to be this has to show you how much I like you. I actually subscribe to the Telegraph for this story, and not to mention they they do have some good stories. So this is what the Telegraph said: "Quote a Wikipedia entry detailing mass killings under the communist regimes." Faces being purged from the platform over fears about bias. A bias? What bias is that? Mao Zedong killed a hundred million people. There's no bias, that's just a fact. 
Joseph Stalin killed between 60 and 75 million people. There's no bias there. That's just a fact. Anyway, continuing. The page outlining the deaths of millions in one-party states, including the Soviet Union and China, has been flagged for deletion, with some users responsible for maintaining the site taking issue with the blaming with blaming mass murder on communist ideology. Oh, there it is. The dictated entry listing the actions of figures like Stalin, Mao Zedong, Pol Pot, and Kim Jong-il has been accused of putting forward a biased anti-communist, quote, anti-communist, end quote, point of view, and site administrators will decide whether it should be removed. The future of the page, titled Anti-Communist Mass Killings, is not in doubt, however as the entry outlining occasions on which communists have been killed under other political systems has not been flagged over concerns of neutrality. It's funny. They won't remove non-communist countries that have committed genocide, like Nazi Germany. And they shouldn't. Nazi Germany was a terrible country, and they committed heinous acts. But I think it's funny that Nazi Germany was pretty much the same type of government that countries like the Soviet Union and China were. The Nazi government was a socialist was a socialist dictatorship, just like the Soviet Union and just like China. But they won't remove that. Of course, they always point, well, it's it's right wing. It, actually, no, Nazi Germany was left wing. It's in their name. The Nazis were socialists. The name Nazi stands for National Socialist German Workers' Party. They were just nationalists instead of uh, globalists, which, which are what China and the Soviet Union were. Now, let's understand something about Wikipedia. It's not considered a valid research site. It's not like an encyclopedia, which is what they try and push. The information is added by users, and many of the stuff that they put in is not confirmed. And a lot of it goes against what really happened. So it is a leftist site. It's, uh, colleges, you cannot use Wikipedia as a reference in any college papers. They will tell you this. But like the tearing down of statues, which we talked about last week, this is an attempt just to change history. This is an attempt to make communism more palatable. You keep hearing, you keep hearing that the United States should become socialist and they keep pointing to Norway, which, by the way, isn't a socialist country, or Sweden or Switzerland or Holland. That's not what the left wants. The left wants communism and socialism like the Soviet Union, China, North Korea. That's what they want. So they got to excuse the sins of the communism. An example of the atrocities, and they got to, ex uh, uh, I'm sorry, they got to forgive the sins, not only of communism in the past, but they want to excuse the sins of communism today. They want to excuse the totalitarian tyranny of countries like China, North Korea, Venezuela, and Cuba. All these countries 
are committing genocide right now. And that's what Wikipedia, and that's what the left is trying to do. Don't kid yourself. When Bernie Sanders, or, I mean, Bernie Sanders has publicly, not criticized, but um, complimented countries like Cuba and the Soviet Union. You think he doesn't want to be like the United States to be like Cuba and the Soviet Union? He wants us to be like Norway? Come on now. Okay, canceled. Let's go into some canceling. We haven't done this in a while. And um, I, I think this is important because I think as citizens, we need to watch what's being canceled and then figure out why they're canceling them. Well, according to The Hollywood Reporter, quote, Disney Plus users in Hong Kong have noticed that an episode of The Simpsons is conspicuously missing. The 16th season of the iconic Fox animated show jumps from episode 11 to 13 when viewers in the city browse the flagship Disney streaming service. The missing episode, 12, first broadcast in 2005, happens to be the one where Homer takes his family to, here it comes, China, where they visit Tiananmen Square and come across a placard that reads, On this site, in 1989, nothing happened. It appears the, uh, the episode has suffered precisely the kind of censorship it was written to ridicule. If you want to see the screen site, go to the web screenshot of what the... It actually is really funny. But if you want to see the picture, I actually do have a picture of that placard. you you, you got to believe Walt Disney is turning in his grave. This is not the road his company was supposed to go down where they're, they're censoring things. Bowing to China is not only disgusting, but it also shows how China's totalitarianism is affecting our culture. How our companies, by bowing to them, is actually hitting us here. It's, it's scary, it's bad, and just wait, that episode... I'll bet my finger on it. That episode will be banned in the United States also. I was going to go on to Disney Plus and actually take a look and see if it's still there. But I bet you a dollar it will be banned in the United States also. Well, this is another this is another thing that uh, is being canceled. And I'm kind of got mixed ideas on this. Um, because I didn't like Woodrow Wilson. I thought he was a horrid president. But anyway, the Camden School District in New Jersey has a change.org petition to rename Woodrow Wilson High School because Woodrow Wilson was a racist. According to the petition, after year, quote, after years of examining the legacy of former U.S. President Woodrow Wilson, we have come to see that his views and actions contradicts the values and diversity we see in Woodrow Wilson High School today, as well as the society we live in, Camden, New Jersey. These values we hold today are to be respected at the highest standard in regards to fair treatment of all individuals, and our aspirations to continue to be an educating, diverse, inclusive, and welcoming community in the city of Camden, New Jersey. It is only right in our eyes to right the wrongs that have plagued us in our 
oppressed society. Then the petition goes on. They, they actually bring a bunch of evidence that all of it's true. Um, there's no question. All of it's true. By the way, we're not an oppressed society. If you can go to change.org and throw a petition up there to rename a school, we're obviously not oppressed. So at the end, it says, This conflicts with the values and aspirations of our times today as we see it, but we encourage each of the elected members named here in this petition to embrace the coeducational, multiracial, multiethnic, diverse, and inclusive composition and ideals of our community today, and they can do so by removing Woodrow Wilson's name. Now, listen, ev everything I said is true. Woodrow Wilson was a racist. Woodrow Wilson was also a eugenicist, which means he was pro-abortion. And he believed that because he didn't want black babies being born. That is all true. He is a terrible person. He was also a crappy president. I wouldn't name a school out of, after him either. But he was also a professor. He was the president of Princeton University. He was the governor of New Jersey and a two-term president of the United States. He was a success story. Just because we don't like him doesn't mean that he wasn't part of our history. Should he be banned? No. He should be studied. We should understand what he did. We should embrace his uh, malfeasance, his idiosyncrasies, his immor immorality. We should actually look at it. We shouldn't just ban him. And that's what the school wants to do. That's what these people want to do. If you read this, not only do they not want the school named after him, which is kind of understandable, they want him completely gone. They want his name erased in history. And that's something I don't agree with. Hey, I didn't like FDR. I didn't like Lyndon B. Johnson. There are lots of presidents I don't like, but that doesn't mean they didn't exist and that doesn't mean they didn't affect our country. We need to take the good and bad. I don't like the fact we had slavery. I don't like the fact women couldn't vote. But you, we need to understand that. We need to understand what our history is. And wiping our history, wiping our history off the map doesn't change it. But it's scary looking at these these two, looking at what's going on in the country. They are working to erase our history. I just find one thing ironic, though. The, same, the people that signed and authored this change.org uh, petition ha, uh, to get rid of Woodrow Wilson actually hold the same beliefs and values that Woodrow Wilson had. Woodrow Wilson was a racist. Well, these people are probably calling everybody racist. And the fact is, they're the racist. He was pro-abortion. Eugenics is, is abortion. Eugenics is abortion. They're probably all pro-abortion. He believed in big government. These people all believe in big government. I think that's ironic. When they, they are trying to ban the guy with the same beliefs that they have. Okay, uh, go visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can take a look at some of the pictures and the videos. Uh, visit uh, Rumble. 
type in dumbasses talking politics doc, dumbasses talking politics and take a look at some of my videos uh i'm trying to figure out i haven't really seen any videos i'm interested in working with but uh, i'm sure one will come up have a great day talk to you tomorrow this is gene and you've listened to dumbasses talking politics 